Alright, how's it going tonight, everybody? We are Three Dudes Reviews featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and we have our reoccurring special guest, Dan. Say hi, Dan. Hey, everybody. How's it going? He's back again. He couldn't get enough of our deep philosophical reviews. It's true, which we may have another of today. Yeah, I think we'll have an interesting one today. Anyways, we're continuing on with our series of, uh, it's a treat yourself, right? Yes. In the spirit of Christmas, we're treating ourselves to movies we want to see but haven't got around to. And um, what, what was the first movie you treated yourself to, TV? It was Solaris. And I think we ended up giving that one a watch it, right? Yep. So not bad. Not a bad start to the series. We've definitely had worse starts. And uh, next, Fox, right? You picked this one? Yes. Fox has picked mother with an ex- exclamation mark after... Mother! <laughs> this is a word. Just say it really forcefully. <laughs> Why'd you want to watch this one, Fox? Why did you treat yourself to this one? You know... I wanted to when it came out like a year ago, and it's always been that movie that I'm like, hey, I should watch that. But maybe, you know, whenever I'm like prepared to watch something that looks kind of art house, and then I just keep putting it off month after month after month. Fair enough. Yeah. This seemed like the opportunity. The fruit was ripe for the picking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mother was um, released in 2017. It was directed by Darren Aronofsky, who also did um, Requiem for a Dream and pie right and black swan oh he did black swan too okay so he's got some pretty you know high quality movies out there like those are all pretty highly rated movies i think black swan and Requiem for a dream are in the top 250 on imdb yeah i've seen pie and it's it's pretty good i liked it i, I definitely didn't understand what i was watching i don't think but i did like it I think. Requiem for a Dream is like the saddest movie I have ever seen. And I like always tell people, absolutely never watch that movie. Oh. <laughs> it messes you up. Yeah, it's a powerful movie. Just wrecks you. Oh. So he did this movie, 2017, so last year. And it stars um, Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem. And it's also got Ed Harris, Michelle Pfeiffer, Dom Hall Gleason. So he's got some pretty big names in here. Currently on IMDb as a 6.6 out of 10 user score, a 75 meta score. And then on Rotten Tomatoes as a 70% tomato meter, 50% audience score. And everybody I know who have seen this movie, they either love it or they hate it. So it's very polarizing, I think. Yeah, I've heard a lot of mixed things about it. I didn't watch it until, yeah, one of my friends texted me and said, dude, have you seen this movie? movie it's so awesome it's crazy and like i'd been hearing very like iffy things online i was like really okay and then i watched it and i was like i see why this was polarizing now i get it for synopsis i'm just gonna read the imdb thing here it's one sentence (laughs) (laughs) i think that one's like the best option yeah a couple's relationship is tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home disrupting their tranquil existence yeah that's (laughs) i think the best way to summarize it that that is what happens i guess yeah so i'll just start this thing off by saying if you haven't watched this movie you should just turn off this podcast and not come back until you've like seen it I, I really don't think that they, you know, we, we're definitely going to spoil this, and I feel like it'll ruin the experience if we spoil it as we're about to. You know, I don't want to be dancing around it. We should just dive into it from the get-go. I agree. It's going to be hard to talk about it without spoiling anything. You can't really analyze it without spoiling it. So the less you know about this going in, the better. So yeah, we'll just say spoilers from here on out. 
Thanks for stopping by. We'll see you in a bit. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go watch it and then come back and listen. All right. What what do you guys think about this? I'm just curious. None of us watched this together. We all watched it separately. So nobody knows what anybody else thinks. I actually finished it about 45 minutes ago. So uh... Yeah, yeah. About an hour for me. Nice. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I mean, I've already seen this before, so I kind of knew what to expect. And then, yeah, I watched it again. Two days ago. So I've had time, plenty of time to think it over. I don't know what I was expecting. The trailers didn't really tell me anything. I guess I thought it was a horror movie, but in some ways I guess it is. In other ways it's not. I don't know. It. I don't even know how to like put it into a genre. I guess thriller? I don't think the marketing department knew how to classify it either. <laughs> I'm going to say this straight up. I think, let me know if you guys disagree, that this is the director retelling the story of Christianity in the Bible, you know, when Jesus was born, God creating the earth in his own way. Yep. I got that too. Yep. 100%. That's what it is. You know, obviously the artist opinion doesn't matter when the work is released, but I think he's said that that's what it is even. I was reading on the IMDb trivia. There's a the longest trivia thing in here is saying about how he would sit on his other movies for like years and write them. But this one he wrote in five days and he was just so inspired and it just, you know, kind of came out of him because he was a lot of bad stuff was going on in the news and he just kind of wrote it five days and then went with it. I guess I could kind of see that. It makes sense. He's just retelling everything that's in the Bible pretty much, so he doesn't have to come up with his own story, really. Yeah, he just has to find a way to like adapt it into this weird tale of this couple in a house. I love the fact of how that becomes more apparent the further you get into the movie, though. Like, starting it out, I was like, what in the world is going on? All these people are just showing up, you know, there's these weird guys in the house. And then, like, in the last 30 minutes, I'm like, okay, I know what this is right now. (laughs) I see it now. It almost is like a a social thriller, almost, I guess, because, yeah, like, it just gets, like, this awkward amount of, like, people just start showing up, and this lady's just, like, she's nice, and she's trying to accommodate everybody, but she's, like, getting pushed around and kind of ignored and unappreciated. Oh, it gets pretty tense. It's exactly a number of my nightmares. Just droves of house guests just wrecking up the place. (laughs) (laughs) I love movies that have that WTF factor to them, you know, where you're watching it and you're like, I have no idea what is going on at all. I mean, even if the movie's bad and it has that in there, I will still appreciate that a bit, you know, because it kind of throws out the traditional narrative structure that so many movies copy. There's a good hour and a half that you have no idea what's going on of this movie. (laughs) Maybe that's too much. I mean, I think audiences probably think that's too much, but I was sitting there like, this is awesome. I love this. You're just sitting there trying to figure it out, you know, like you are like, it's a mystery. Like you're trying to solve this weird puzzle that sits in front of you because, you know, like at first you're like, oh, it's just a story about a couple who's going through some weird stuff. And then it slowly keeps going. You're like, well, no, maybe not. And then your brain just keeps thinking, like, what does it mean? What does it mean? What are you trying to pull here? I don't understand. <laughs> the first two acts are like a Coen Brothers film, you know? Like, just randomness, and you're like, what? Like, it's a funny plot, but what? I think it takes a lot of planning, you know, to make the first part of your movie is like that you don't know what's going on. But then towards the end of it, everything starts tying in together. You know, that's kind of a special quality that some movies have and some directors and writers have 
And I, I, I love it when they can do that for me. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go and say that I think it was, you know, I mean, like I said, I'm kind of processing still, but I do think it could have been a little more tightly executed. We can talk about it more as we go on, but I do feel like it kind of loses itself occasionally in the grounded narrative and gets a little jumbled up with its overarching message, in my opinion. And I can definitely see that. Yeah, there is a point. Where it goes from being like a realistic kind of telling, I guess, to suddenly just kind of jumping the shark and going all in on the like symbolism and metaphors and stuff, which, yeah, it is kind of jarring, I think. I think it even kind of loses itself a little bit. I think they tried to squeeze in, you know, a lot of things. I mean, I don't want to get super philosophical, but I probably am. So I view the first dude who shows up, that's Adam. Yep. yep. Okay, and then the wife shows up, and that's Adam and Eve. And so it's covering, you know, like, if you take in the Bible, that's a lot of time span, and it's putting it into, like, 45 minutes in that gap there, you know. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of ground to cover, that's for sure. And, I mean, you can definitely tell when it hits fan, and, like, everybody shows up at the house, and that's, like, the Earth population has expanded so much, you know. For sure. I think um, once it gets to like that crazy, like everything starts coming in and suddenly it's like just out there. It kind of deviates from that biblical narrative a little bit, though, and starts getting into some issues that are just more related to humanity than like religion or anything even. And I, I just wonder if maybe it tried to hit too many philosophical points. I would have been okay with it just like keeping in the biblical narrative. At what point would you say it's deviating? I guess, you know, for the first major spoiler, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Whenever it starts getting in with the uh, the Holocaust references, the uh, the Soviet blocks, um, what's the word? The Soviet bloc dissolving and the subsequent number of civil wars that occurred. I mean, there's that weird Albanian scene where he's checking out her teeth. I think that happened uh, either in Albania or Bosnia. It just starts getting really specific into specific items that were really not religious conflicts at all. I don't know. I, I just felt like it got out of the biblical context a bit and more into human humanity in general. Gotcha. I missed all of that. Then it's interesting because what I took from that, like when all the people are in the house and they start fighting, I took that as like the church splitting in all the different segments who've interpreted the Bible different ways. And then they all go and start fighting and killing each other, saying my way's right way and you're wrong. No, I think you're exactly right. That's um, I think what it was intended to be. I I just feel like I think I feel like their examples in connections to the real world were a little too specific, and they may have unintentionally jumbled things up a little bit. Yeah, I didn't even catch those like being examples of anything specific. So I, I maybe I'm I'm just uncultured though. I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting what you guys got from that because what I got from that was the point where okay, so Xavier Bardem's character. He's the creator. He's basically God, you know, is where he lost control over his creation. And then the earth, you know, became human's domain. They took over it and did what they wanted with it and just started destroying everything. That's what I kind of got to. Yeah, he was trying to, you know, like control them. He's like, please be, don't do this, you know. But he couldn't, he had no control anymore. It was, it spiraled out of his domain and control and at the end of the day like he still like love you know loves all these people who are showing up and wants to let them keep doing their thing but even if he does know like this 
isn't the greatest. He still like gives them everything. It's that's what I yeah, I kind of took it as like God's relationship with humanity. He even says he's like, I'm a creator. That's what I am. I create things. And what he created spiraled out of his control. I love the line he says where he's, when he first releases his thing and everybody's showing him, he's like, it's amazing. Like all these people, they all, they're all interpreting it different ways. Like this is great. And (laughs) it's like, that is definitely not how a lot of people (laughs) look at it. (laughs) Yeah. Because he has his own unique perspective on it because he created it, you know? Yep. It's kind of neat that we all got this different stuff out of it. I like that we did all watch this separately. I was curious to see how you guys would land on this. I know me and Dan have talked about it a little bit, but... I actually, I didn't see it when it came out, but I heard all the hubbub and stuff surrounding it. So I looked up everything and listened to what the movie was and what it was about. So I knew what it was going in. Oh, okay. See, I went in blind. I didn't know anything about it besides that. The trailers, you know, I watched trailer. I had no idea what this was about. I didn't even see trailers for it last year. I just saw like posters on Reddit of it. So I did not have any clue what it was supposed to be. Well, the trailers didn't know what to do with the movie. So you would have just been confused if you saw that. (laughs) That's fair. I don't know how I would have marketed this one either. (laughs) I'm surprised Paramount even released like... This is a crazy move for like a big studio to be like, here, okay, this sounds like it'll make be profitable, you know? It's so like blatantly just full of symbolism and the narrative is unconventional. It's a crazy gamble they took with this movie and I'm not so sure it paid off. Very A24. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It seems like an A24 movie. Which, hey, I'm glad the studio decided to take a risk with something like this. That's kind of cool, but... I don't know if they did take a risk. They might have just been like, oh, Darren Aronofsky's a big name director will just distribute his film or whatever. Hopefully it makes money. I bet they probably wrote this off as a loss going into it. And we're like, we'll just make it all back in our tentpole films or something. So I bet it was just the name alone that got this released. It's definitely interesting because... Darren Aronofsky, I mean, he's he's a big name, but all his movies, well, I guess I've only seen Requiem for a Dream, but they're all kind of artistic in their own way, what is what I get from them. Yeah. He's very artsy, art house kind of guy. So, Terry and Dan, have you guys seen Requiem for a Dream? I have not. This is my first Aronofsky film. Do you want to watch Requiem for a Dream? Watch that. Like, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just curious if this movie made you want to watch more. Yeah, I've heard so much about it that, yeah, I definitely feel like I need to see it as much as I kind of dread it after, you know, all this I hear from Fox about <laughs> it'll make you so sad. But if you guys watch it, I, I will not join you. <laughs> it's a very impactful movie. I'll put it that way. Like, it's a movie that sticks with you. I always heard people online say that if you don't want somebody to do drugs show them that movie (laughs) yeah it's true it's a yeah that movie is basically like you know anything in life can be a drug to you and when you watch it you know you you'll see like that's that doesn't spoil anything yeah it sounds like a movie that i need to see at least like once in my lifetime who knows if i'll decide to ever see it again after that but it's definitely something on the list of like should probably watch it. I definitely want to see more of his movies after watching this. I don't love this movie. I don't know if I'd recommend it yet or not either, but I do want to see more of his stuff. 
I do like this guy's style, but it's like you got to know what you're getting into when you watch it. Like you, you got to know that it's not going to be subtle at some point in the movie. It's just going to hit you full out, you know, right in the gut. I think the lack of subtlety, especially towards the end with this movie, does kind of turn me off of it a little bit in a number of ways. I mean, his message seemed a little heavy handed and then telling you what the themes are like the uh the dude god says i am i which was a little blatant for my taste i guess especially in this style of movie i could have gone for some more subtlety he's a poet what do you expect he's a way <laughs> with words yeah I, i'd agree with that though he it does seem like he really pushes pretty hard on it and i mean the way he made this movie, it's kind of hard not to do that, I think, with the symbolism and the unconventional narrative structure. Once you figure it out, it's like blatantly obvious. The second time I watched it, I was like, ah, okay, okay, I get it. Like, like I don't want to make our lovely podcast political. So, you know, if you know me, you know I have some thoughts on some things. But I would venture to say that he might have hit a little hard, like people taking and twisting things into something they aren't a little heavy. It may have been a bit of a uh, a generalization, <laughs> even in my opinion, which if you know me is saying something. Kind of following that, what is the message you think he's trying to go for in this film? I just, I think I felt like towards the end that it was that humanity, you know, can only see, I guess, you know, within the context of themselves and can't see the big picture. And we take things and twist them into things for our own purposes. And we just wind up essentially murdering each other constantly. And then we just keep cycling through this totally unhealthy, you know, destructive cycle, which kind of <laughs> the overall point I felt like I came out with. Yeah, so definitely something about human nature and how we just can't help ourselves and it's just going to keep happening. It might seem okay for a time, but eventually we'll be right back onto this yeah, violent, awkward cycle. I did think it was interesting, yeah, that the cycle completes and it goes again you know i thought that was an interesting way to end the movie yeah it is kind of weird because you forget you forget about it in the beginning like there's the very first shot is like her like on fire just laying there and then like it just cuts back to her waking up and you're like that was weird but you kind of just forget about it and then at the end it all kind of comes back around and you're like ah yeah so it was a different girl though who woke up right yeah at the very end because the second well, maybe not second, but it's another new cycle. <laughs> Who knows how many there's been before. I thought that was interesting, you know, that it was his take on it. You know, we're going through this cycle now and it's going to repeat after we're all dead. Well, and I, I took it as, you know, like God's going to keep trying over and over again. It might be even, I guess, a message about God himself where like, you know, he's he did the he, who knows how many times he's done this and it's ended the same way and yeah he just keeps trying to make humanity get it just right i guess but every single time i guess maybe it is about humanity then because we just keep screwing it up but there's something to be said about someone who just you know keeps trying and trying and expecting different results each time too i, I did like the uh i don't know if you caught the names of the women in the uh, in the cast in the credits but uh um, there is no names well so right but like so she's mother right and then the uh the girl who woke up in the next cycle was Maiden, referencing like the uh, the cycle of life in the earth and some more nature based religion. And I I don't know, I thought it was an interesting kind of uh, contrast and maybe suggesting that like a higher power doesn't necessarily always play well with the earth. You know, assuming that Jennifer Lawrence is supposed to be like the essence of nature that we can feel and touch, a tangible nature. 
It's interesting because even though this movie is basically his retelling of Christianity and everything, he mixes in some other religious stuff like reincarnation with the whole cycle and everything, which isn't really a part of Christianity. So he mixes and matches a little bit. I thought it was a pretty interesting take on it, how he set it up. I think while watching this movie, I was more interested than anything else. You know, once it reached a certain point, because I wasn't watching it for an enjoyment. I was watching it more to see his viewpoint, if that makes sense. You know, once I realized what he was going for with this movie, I kind of stopped you know, trying to figure out what was going on. And it was more of just, I was going to see his viewpoint, like the theme he was getting across. And see, for me watching it, knowing what it was going to be about going into it, it is interesting because I guess kind of getting to my biggest problem with this film is it feels like throughout the movie, he's just coming up with a neat metaphorical way to retell the Bible, essentially. But I don't, think there's much more substance to the movie besides that because he's just basically capturing the highlights i guess not a great way to put it but he's like capturing all the highlights and showcasing off how everything went to crap basically to me it didn't feel like he had much of a point to make with this besides hey i'm gonna retell this in my own way that's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of my biggest problem with this movie. Is like, I don't know why he made it, essentially. <laughs> so you should go look at his um, comment. He did an interview like a, a week before the movie came out. It's on IMDb as trivia. I would read it, but it's very long. Basically, he's saying that he was seeing all these horrible things in the news. And it was getting to him. And he wanted to write something about it. And he came up with this basically saying like human nature is to do these awful things. These awful things happen to humanity and it just keeps repeating. Yeah. And he's kind of using the Bible as like a lens. The lens is kind of my issue with it, I think. So what is your issue with the lens? Well, what I was saying about not wanting to be political at all, okay, you know I'm not like a person who's huge on organized religion, but even from my opinion, I felt like he was kind of almost bashing on Christianity a little bit and like maybe suggesting that they even enable and justify some of these things. And I don't really feel like they necessarily deserved the like level of uh, bashing. I kind of felt like they were getting towards the end here because that cult dude looked insane. <laughs> See, I didn't, I didn't feel like he was bashing bashing on it it just felt to me because i mean that's all stuff that happened i mean yeah the segregation of the church and then them fighting each other and killing each other over who has the right interpretation i mean that all occurred and still occurs not to that degree today so i i guess for me it's kind of hard to rationalize why he made the movie in the first place even if yeah he sees all the news about recent events with christianity and like the lgbt movement and stuff i can see how that would upset him but he doesn't have a much of a point really i guess is what i'm trying to get at he's just retelling everything through his lens and not really 
adding much to it until the very end when he puts in the reincarnation and cycle of all this occurring. Well, yeah, I think the point he's trying to get is just that we can't help ourselves. I don't necessarily think he's just trying to retell everything. I think he's trying to tell something about humanity and how we act. And he's showing the Bible as an example as to like, from the beginning, we've been kind of off and a little bit weird and we've never really been the most polite guests on planet earth i guess is what he's trying to show maybe it's just with my like viewpoint on humanity in general that it's like well i've always thought that it's like well humans always destroy what they come in contact with i think uh, the matrix they say it the best when agent smith is like humanity is a virus or whatever i guess that's kind of my viewpoint bit negative or whatever but it's <laughs> it's true and it's been uh there's history of it and i mean it's documented in history and the bible and everything so maybe it's just my viewpoint that's obstructing it because i'm just sitting here going yeah that's not anything new to me <laughs> that, that's definitely interesting i see that completely but i think he was trying to give people a different perspective on it because most people may not look at it that way you know but if you tell them in a different way they may see it differently you know giving them the different perspective on it and i think that's what he was trying to do like give a different perspective on humanity give a different perspective on god where maybe he's not like somebody who meddles with everything that's happening you know he just creates and his creation does this stuff, but he cares for his creation, you know? But he doesn't meddle with it, and he has no control over it anymore. I think it was his perspective, his viewpoint on it. And that's what fascinated me about it, you know? Like, I may not agree with everything he said, but I think it's interesting to see his viewpoint. Like, that just fascinates me, different people's viewpoints, you know, on this kind of stuff. Like, I enjoyed watching the movie and seeing how he represented everything in the movie it's really cool seeing that i thought but yeah i get i guess i i see where you're getting at i guess for me it would have worked more if he put more of his own how he interprets it in there more i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah i get what you're saying it's it's hard to watch this movie and take it because everybody's gonna take it differently what's going on you know and how it's happening so it's just one of those movies where everybody is going to take it differently you get what the gist of it is but you may be upset about it you may be fascinated you may be like why did he do it that way you know it's it's one of those movies so i've got a couple questions i'm not sure like what it means symbolically i guess there's something that jennifer lawrence keeps like drinking this weird yellow liquid what is that what's that supposed to mean i couldn't think of anything that's a good question i did notice and read that trivia that uh, mentioned the color yellow and the urine frequently being displayed and it seems like nobody really knows what that's supposed to be <laughs> because i think it's supposed to be like a painkiller or something literally from what i was watching i took it as but surely yeah i couldn't think of anything that it actually symbolized i have a guess but it's not a good guess because it's kind of refuted later in the film but when i was watching it because she starts drinking it whenever the humans do something to like 
screw with Mother Nature, essentially, or take advantage of Mother Nature. She goes and drinks some of it. So I, I was kind of thinking, oh, maybe it's representing the natural resources of the Earth and how they are replenishing themselves, but it's only a finite amount, and that would be represented by when she's like finishes all the magic potion stuff in her bottle. But then when she's pregnant, she just dumps it all out. And that's kind of where that theory falls apart, because that doesn't really hold up with uh, <laughs> it being a natural resource type thing. I, I like that theory. I think it might have some legs. I don't know. Considering I just finished this movie like two hours ago, I don't think I've had enough time to process and think about what that may be. But right now I have no idea what it is. What about the weird bloody like floorboard? Is that just like the earth's like rotten or something. I don't know what that necessarily means either, except for that it's creepy. I took it kind of as, because I think that too is a result of when uh, humanity's on the earth or whatever. So I kind of took that as representation of humanity's kind of like a blight on the earth because they're just going to abuse and destroy it. And she's able to fix it after... They kick everybody out of the house, but once they come back, then it starts bleeding again. So that's how I took it. Yeah, I guess I kind of took it as like a, um, you know, like we have wars, you know, and we can clean up, you know, the battlefield. We can re we can plant things, we can build new buildings, we can replace things that are destroyed. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> the emotional factor is always going to be there. You can never repair you know, what happened there. I'm going to build off of that a little bit. So if you take the first two people who show up there as Adam and Eve, who would those sons be? Cain and Abel? Yeah. And so, you know, they had that fight and killed each other, right? One killed the other, yeah. So that's what it was. And after that bloodbath, it's just bloodbath from there on out. You know, it's just going to continue the cycle. That's what I took it as. So they're all very good Ways that interpret that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like both of them. Either way, it works for me. And yeah, I think it's cool that this movie can do that. I wish there was more elements like that in the film, as opposed to just retelling everything from the Bible. Because when you look at it, it's mostly just retelling things. There's not as much interpreting things differently, like with the blood stain on the floor. Yeah, I, I can kind of get behind that. I do think it's interesting, though, the way that it... The whole movie's kind of that way. I mean, it's kind of obvious once you know what it is, but the whole, like, yeah, religion, retelling of the Bible wasn't, like, blatantly clear to me until, yeah, a certain point in the movie. I was just kind of like, what the heck is going on here? And that way, like, I think a lot of the fun in that is, like, just picking the pieces of, like, oh, that's what that meant, oh, that's what that meant, but it's just pretty easy to figure out. <laughs> I don't know if he necessarily meant it to be so easy to decipher the whole biblical thing. I'm curious, at what point did the three of you realize that it was retelling the Bible? I think once he wrote the new book and everybody showed up and I was like, oh, I get what he's doing now. That's kind of where I figured it out. The point when she looked out the window and there was all the people with the flashlights coming through the field... That's when I was like, mm, yep. I didn't get it completely until she had the baby. He took the baby out there and gave it to everybody, and then they killed it. And I was like, all right, I know what's going on here now. And then I was like, okay, everything else makes sense. Oh, man, what a, like, shocking scene. Ugh, just, ugh, that's so visceral. Ugh, 
I did not like watching that. that that's one of the scenes that I felt like was kind of a, a negative portrayal, was the cannibalizing of the baby. It just seemed a little excessive in itself, a bit gratuitous. He's representing the, the communion or whatever. Right, right, which is what I'm saying is to it it really made it look like a uh, you know, a thing that's not supposed to be sinister or evil look really sinister and evil. And that's some of that stuff I feel like it didn't deserve to be treated like that necessarily. He could have handled it a lot better. Yeah. There I can't think of any other way to interpret that <laughs> besides him just bashing on it essentially. I think this is largely like what he how he kind of sees things. He might not agree with a lot of this organized religion stuff. I guess how I took it when I was watching it was he was just bashing on the Catholic interpretation of it, where they like they believe that the sacraments become the blood and body of Christ when you eat them and drink them or whatever. So I guess when I was watching it, I kind of took it as him saying, it's pretty ridiculous that you guys think that's actually what occurs. So that's what I thought. I didn't feel like he was bashing on communion in general, just on that idea held by the catholic church that's fair that might better articulate yeah how i was feeling about it too and i guess that's why i i interpreted it that way because i didn't feel like he was ever intending the bash on christianity at all he was just like we said earlier using that to explain his viewpoint on humanity and everything i guess back on that the baby and eating the baby and stuff. I was kind of dreading watching this a little bit just because I knew all of that stuff was going to occur. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I didn't know it was coming. And when I saw it the first time, I like, I think I like let out like a gasp, like an audible, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it startled me a lot. That one will stick with me for a while, I think. Yeah, definitely. If you don't know it's coming. Yeah, that's a big shocker. And I think that might be a big reason why a lot of people had such distaste for the movie, too. I think I've just become very desensitized to violence in movies. <laughs> Could be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You just don't see that kind of thing with babies, really. Ugh. Bone Tomahawk didn't really bother me, either. Oh, really? And that was another one where people were, like, grossed out by how violent it was. That one's pretty gnarly. Oh, oh. God. And I was like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Jeez. <laughs> What? Maybe I've played too much Mortal Kombat. Oh, God. <laughs> it was bad. Both of them were bad. Don't get me wrong. It just didn't, like, gross me out. I was like, oh, I thought there would be, like, a lot more blood. Or we'd... In Mother, I thought you'd see, like, them actually eating the baby like a zombie movie or something. But no, it's already dead when they're eating it and stuff. Wow. Stone Cold Dan so, over here, jeez. I, I guess, I don't know. So th this is kind of a long review, and I think we could talk about this a ton. Oh yeah, definitely. For the sake of moving the uh, the review along, I know Jennifer Lawrence and Avier Bardem got a lot of flack, you know, from their performances in this movie. What did you guys think about that? Really? I liked their performances a lot. They did fine. I like both of them, honestly. Adrian and I did a really good job. He was. Yeah, I, I agree, TV. I forget where it's at. It's like they both got the uh, Raspberry Awards or something. The Razzie? Yeah, 
Okay, I see this here. Yeah, Golden Raspberry Awards, the anti-Oscars. They nominated uh, Jennifer Lawrence for Worst Actress and Avier Bardem for Worst Actor. And Darren uh, Aronofsky for, for Worst Director. I mean, I, I guess I could see directing-wise how people wouldn't like it. The acting, I don't think you can fault it. I think it's pretty good for what they had to do, for sure. You know, I'm usually not a huge fan of her. I feel like she plays an angsty teenage girl the best, but I feel like she nailed this movie. I don't think any performances were standout in this movie. Not by a long shot. But that doesn't mean they were bad. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence did what she was supposed to do, is be like a naive person who doesn't understand why Javier Bardem's letting all this stuff occur to her house and to her and all that, and then Javier did fine being like the creator who's compassionate towards his creation and everything, just fine. So, I don't, they, they weren't bad at all, everybody did fine. I wouldn't say they did great, but it's not really that type of movie either yeah that's crazy to me that they got razzies i mean that just must be the like the publicity this movie got the the amount of hate it was getting might have just inspired them to be like well we might as well throw this in here it just shows how polarizing it is you know on either side why do you think people hated this movie so much you think it's because they thought aronofsky was being pretentious or i'm just gonna say i think the general audience of moviegoers likes Transformers movies. I'm just, <laughs> I, I know that's like a bad thing to say, maybe, but that's my view of general audiences. They like those kind of movies, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's what they like. But this is the complete opposite of Transformers. This is not Transformers at all. It's, you know, a philosophical kind of movie. It's got that kind of stuff. It hits you hard with the theme. And I know a lot of people who would, probably go watch this and be like this is a pile of crap yeah especially if it caught you by surprise if, if you didn't expect what you were gonna get with this oh man i don't know how i would react either. oh i guess i didn't know that much about it beforehand but still like general audiences probably do not like to be surprised by this weird symbolic the whole time movie it's just so unconventional i think that's the problem even outside of general audiences, though, it was extremely polarizing among critics. I mean, hence the Razzies, you know? That's true. But, you know, I, I think, you know, like we find so much meaning in so many individual things. I'm sure there's just as many reasons people find to hate it. I can definitely see why people think it's pretentious, but, I mean, I didn't really agree with that. I can definitely see both ways how somebody would absolutely love this and somebody would absolutely hate this you know because i know both kind of movie viewers you know should we move on to overall presentation wrap it up let's do it okay so we've got four different categories going from lowest to highest burn it pass watch it or buy it and that's our scale thanks tv like i said i love movies that give me that wtf factor for a bit where I can exist in this zone where I don't know what's going on and I have no clue what's going to happen. I love movies that can do that to me. And this movie did that to me for a bit. Um, it did it for a very long time, actually, not a bit. And then what I came out of this, I was very interested in. I would buy this movie, I think, because we reviewed what was what was that movie... Um, about the missionaries who go over to Japan. Oh, uh, silence. Silence, yeah. I 
would love to find somebody, bring them over and show them this movie. And then I'd be like, let's talk about it. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, I'd just be interested to hear what they think about it, what they got out of it. And that's why I would buy this movie. I can see how people hate it. I can see why people love it. I'm interested to see why people are on both of those sides. You know, that's why I would buy this movie. Oh, wow. Okay. I, you know, I'm, I don't even know what to say about this movie, you know? Like, I'm polarized internally on it. You know, I'm not a religious person. You know, we mentioned that. And I feel like sometimes it might get a little pretentious, you know, maybe a little judgy about some people's beliefs. I don't think anybody deserves that. But on the other hand, you know, I'm a hopeful person. I desperately want to believe that humanity can be good for the sake of being good. And this movie takes a really depressing and yet artistic and almost beautiful kind of look at that. I mean, you know, there's so much vibrance in life in chaos itself. I would definitely watch this one again. I got to give it a buy it. I want to own this movie, you know. I want to revisit it occasionally. It's it's like looking at a painting to me, you know. I I feel so much in this movie and it's it's weird. Wow. <laughs> Two buy it's in a row. I was not expecting this. This is the second time I've seen it. Um so the first time I kind of felt like you guys did, I really was thinking about this for a long time. I was looking things up, seeing what other people thought about it. I was really interested in it and then Coming back this time, I think it loses a lot of its luster, for me at least, watching it again after kind of figuring out, okay, it's the whole Bible thing. But after talking with you guys, it did kind of open up some more possibilities about how you would analyze this and all the different things you can see from it. So I think I'm going to give it a watch it. I think it's worth watching at least once, maybe twice. But I think once the surprise kind of wears off, it definitely loses a little bit. For my overall presentation on this i mentioned it in the review i'm kind of the the opposite of what uh, fox was saying i generally have a more pessimistic negative view on humanity in general always assume they're gonna do the worst thing when given the choice between what's wrong and what's right so in that aspect i think because that's kind of what Aronofsky's showing in this movie kind of led to me when I was watching it wondering why he was making it really because it's like yeah I get all of this it's all represented in history and the bible even what you're talking about I didn't really see what he was going for with this film when I was watching it but hearing you guys' viewpoints I can see now kind of how Everybody gets something a little bit different out of this. Everybody sees something different when they're watching it, which is pretty cool. Kind of going back to what Mike was saying, this is one that I would love to discuss with anybody who's seen the movie, just to hear what they think of it, hear their viewpoints on everything, and to hear if they think it's a pretentious pile of crap. Or if it's an actual work of art that Aronofsky's done. I'm kind of, I don't know, it's hard for me to rate this one. Because I'm kind of indifferent to it, really. I'm glad I watched it. But it didn't do much for me other than the the cool metaphor. I thought it was pretty creative how he was able to represent everything. With the couple living in the house and people coming in and just wrecking the house, essentially. I thought that was pretty cool. 
I, I did this with Solaris. I think I'm going to do it with this one, too. I was going to initially give it a pass and say you don't really have to see it because uh, it didn't do much for me. But I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and give it I'm going to go ahead and give it a watch it for my rating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just do what I did with Solaris again. Because, yeah, you guys all brought up really interesting stuff. Really interesting points that I hadn't considered, and you took a lot of stuff different ways that I hadn't considered either. So that's why I'm giving it a watch it, just because everybody's reaction's going to be different to this movie, and I want to be able to discuss and hear and understand where other people are coming from when they see this. Fair enough. Well... Once again, I guess I'm glad we pulled you from the brink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, I'll be honest, I was leaning that way myself a little bit, so. I guess that evens out to neither, you know? Oh, God, you're right. It's a, this is what we've always feared when there would be <laughs> four of us, an even number. Oh, we need to find a tiebreaker somewhere. We've been polarized. Um, <laughs> we have, and it's the right movie for it, too. <laughs> yeah, so... Mother, with exclamation mark, is, I guess, four dudes now, you know, certified <laughs> as a buy or watch it, you know, whichever one <laughs> suits your fancy. I think it's a watch it, and then you'll know where you land yourself. <laughs> we can say for sure, definitely watch it, maybe buy it. <laughs> so for next week, I have some movie ideas I want to throw out to you guys because I know which one I'm leaning towards but I'm curious so the movie I'm leaning towards is going to be an artsy movie like we just watched it's called A Ghost Story yeah I've heard about this it's like an hour and 20 minutes and I think we can have some crazy discussion about it I've seen it before depress me for a second week let's do it yeah. <laughs> it sounds like this the series went from treat yourself to treat yourself to abuse yourself <laughs> <laughs> that's okay we've all picked our own poison it's our own faults yeah this movie will kind of probably abuse you a bit um but like I don't know that's all right I'm ready I, I'm hardened. I'm like steel. The other movies I was thinking of was The Killing of a Sacred Deer, which would definitely abuse us. And then I've also been thinking of a movie called A Field in England. I'm leaning more towards a ghost story. I'm down for ghost story or whatever. All right. I'm going to say let's do a ghost story then. It's an A24, so well, you know what you're going to get into when you watch an A24. And this may be one that you beat yourself up with a little bit. I don't know. We can take it, Mike. Yeah, be sure to tune in next week for a ghost story. Uh, one last thing. Uh, so, f for all you listeners out there, if you want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Facebook or on Twitter at 3 Dudes Reviews, or you can email us at 3 Dudes Reviews Podcast at gmail.com. And that's the word three, not the number three in all those. Get in contact with us. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I want to know what you guys think about Mother. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. If, if you didn't catch it we're interested to see what other people think about this so yeah i guess this is three dudes reviews featuring um our guest dan thanks for coming back on signing off mm -hmm.